when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Oh, right. Bringing about the say. Yeah, okay. I've, I've got a new um, intro song for um, Parsnips. Oh, go for it then. for Parsnips. Athletico Parsnips, mm. you light up my knickers, mm. you fill up my gutters mm. with the sweet smell of death. Mm-hmm. Your hand in my sock drawer, Mm. your breath on my fingers, Mm. your feet on my pillow, Mm. without you I die. Welcome to Athletical Passing. Yeah, thanks. Welcome along today. Um, mission statement. Oh, hey, here it goes. This episode, three choices for you. On it, up it, around it. Okay. Being the yes and suffocating the no. Yeah. This, but even more than this. I like the second one. Being the yes and suffocating the no. Yeah, let's that's do that. That's the one, and that's what this is then. Uh, I've got a quiz for you. Oh, am I the subject? No. Okay, you know, go, you know, I mean, called, I'm the contestant. No, the contestant, yeah. yeah. It's called Whiz, Bang, Quack, Quack, Motown, Twang, Peanuts, Read. Give me just a, a little, little more time. time. Swan, Whiz, Bang, Cinders, oh yeah. That's okay. what it's called. We travel forwards through time and upwards in the country to the Sunderland Empire. What, a theatre, is the it? The theatre, the Sunderland Empire. I'm going to give you four productions that will be gracing the stage of the Sunderland Empire in the coming months. Yep. And you've got to tell me which one has got the most expensive tickets and which one has the cheapest tickets. I like Everywhere it. in between. Now, the ticket prices you're looking for are the cheapest ones available. Okay. Open and accessible to all. All right. Okay, here are your four choices. Motown the Musical. Mm-hmm. Peter Reed and Niall Quinn in Conversation. Okay. The Birmingham Royal Ballet, Swan Lake, and Cinderella, the pantomime. I'll go Cinderella, most expensive. Mm-hmm. Then, um, oh, the one you said before, Cinderella. Uh, the Birmingham Royal Ballet, Swan Lake. Swan Lake. Then um, the two footballers, Reading. and then Motown. Motown is the cheapest. Um, these quizzes are not easy, are they, Bob? Shit. Yeah, we've got this one horribly wrong. Okay. Uh, the most expensive, you said, would be the Cinderella pantomime. I thought so, That's yeah. That's the cheapest. <sighs> £10.25, the cheapest ticket. Then we've got uh, second and third place, Swan Lake and More Time the Musical, £13. The most expensive one, Peter Reid and now Quinn. £20 a ticket across the board. No concessions. Of course, this is a local interest, ah, isn't it? Ah, there it is. You have played... And failed. Whiz, bang, quack, quack, Motown, twang, peanuts. Read, give me just a little more time. Swan, whiz, bang, cinders. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. 
Well, there you go. Maybe next time you'll be the quiz master. Oh, Peter got in touch. Peter Beasley. Has he? Yeah. All right. Uh, to, for to parsnips. Lovely. All right, Rob. I listened to uh, the parsnips the other week when I was at the retail park, you know, watching the lads from Halfords pretending that they were mechanics, you know. It got me thinking about parsnips all over again. You see, I was obsessed with them. They're like pointy, conical shape and a wonderful beige colour for years when I was a teenager. I would always carry a parsnip in my pocket, you know, to have a good old stare at if I was feeling a little bit low. So... The tender and true variety is the most used in the UK. But may I give a special mention to the Albion, which is particularly pointy, and the Contessa, which has a lovely bulbous stub end. So I got to thinking, you know, about eating and that, and so I devised a week of parsnip recipes in my mind, you know, because... The wife won't have parsnips actually in the house, you know. She says this to me, she says, If you ever bring one of them pointy creased fuckers into this house, I will lamp you so fucking hard, your tits will harden, then shatter with my first fucking body shot. Oh, you know, message received loud and clear love, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I won't be bringing parsnips in, all right. Um, so it's just a daydream, but I devised a, a week of a week with parsnips, you know. It's just a dream. Monday, parsnip ash browns. Deep or shallow fried, nice and crispy, crunch munching, lovely, with a fried egg and a, perhaps a topic for afters. Tuesday, spicy parsnip soup. Very nice with the, the chub end of a thick-sliced warbuttons. Wednesday, simple boiled parsnips with bird's eye boiled in the bag in parsley sauce. It's a classy dish that like you, you would feel like Mike Hammer on a hot air balloon adventure. Thursday, roast parsnips and chestnut salad. And by salad, I mean egg and chips. <laughs> Friday, a parsnip and potato bake, served like in a pointy mountain manner, you know, like in close encounters. Or it's like a flat pie, you know, if you're dining with flat earth nutters. Saturday, curried parsnip mash, a taste of India, served with a nice pork chop or a tin kipper. Finally, Sunday, parsnip pilaf. Yes, parsnips and rice do go together, but they can cause night gas and midnight creeping, so you know, go easy. Uh, well, there, there you go, Bob, that's uh, just wanted to say hello to parsnips and uh, say my two penneth, so I'll see you around sometime. See you, Bob. Oh, that was nice Isn't of him to get lovely? in touch. Very helpful. Yeah. Keeps him with the parsnips theme as well. I quite like looking at the... Um, people at Alfred's pretending to be mechanics. <laughs> I know what he means. Yeah. Oh, earlier, I, I was walking, when I came here earlier, Andy, I saw that, you know, Slaughter's? Yeah, yeah. You know that Berwick Street there? Yeah. Slaughter's has got a pop-up meat, you know, 
thing. fiasco thing in, yeah. the, in right here nice. in the middle of so nice so it's like it's just one of them canvas tents you know but it's only got one dining table yeah, yeah? Um, meat steam coming out the flaps and Adrian Lewis is in there of course it's the opening day he's in the doorway acting as some like kind of guest of honour greeting people or whatever he was sat on his throne wearing a toga and a a little crown just for fun like made um, sausages I bet he looks great in a toga Lewis anyway who should walk past right Uh you'll believe this true but Mr Lawrenson Mr Mark Lawrenson nice yeah so I had round the back, peeked through a gap and listened in as Adrian lowered Mark in, right? Okay, yeah. Ooh, all right, oh, fuck, fuck. All right, Mark. Ooh, how does he speak? <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. A bit lower, isn't oh, it? fuck, fuck. That's fuck. it. Oh, there, get all there, right, get Mark. There. All right, Mark. Ooh, fuck. Get yourself in here for the greatest taste-gasm you'll ever endure. It's a dirty meat circus and I'm the fucking ringmaster. Oh, meat, eh? My wife Barbara's got me eating more white meat and meat substitutes these days, but it smells intriguing, so I'll come in and see what you've got. So Mark sits down at the table be- beside Adrian's throne and the, the waiter joins them. First of all, sir, can I humbly welcome you into this collapsible hut of gravy, gristle and fuck? Take a seat and expose every one of your senses to our atrocity exhibition. I hope you'll enjoy your time in our urgent happening fuckbag. Well, the proof of the pudding is in the eating, as they say. Fuck the pudding, sir. Can I introduce you to your personal meat advisor, Adrian Lewis? Oh, yes, hello there. Now, this is, we've already met, this is this is a Ron Craggs event, Mark. He'll take you on a voyage right into the bowels of the Bermuda Fuckangle. Who is Ron Craggs when he's at home? Ron Craggs is the country's leading meat-only chef. He devised today's offering during a tantrum which led to a small stroke. I think you'll find that it is some of his finest work. Well, I'm not sure. It all sounds rather intense. What would you recommend as a starter? Something subtle, perhaps? How about a kebab of kangaroo triceps that had been nailed to a rack before being lightly tickled with an industrial blowtorch? Oh, fuck you, fuck, fuck, fuck you, as you meet a hero. I can feel the lard in my gut rising like sap in readiness for this. Uh, I'm not sure... Oh, there's a rack of capybara ribs drenched in a sauce of chilli blended with bile. Perhaps I'll go straight to the mains. Give me all the stuff he doesn't want. Pile it up in a bowl and I'll ram my face into it. So someone must have told Ron Craggs like that his starters had been rejected because he comes stomping out, you know. Here he comes. Oh, Oh, the icy-tighty little fuckball that's knocked back my kangaroo kebabs. Look, no offence, maestro. I'm just looking for a light bite to tide me over until dinner. A light fucking bite? Do I look like some kind of fuck-fingered little parsnip fucking merchant? All right, Ron, calm down. The idea of this pop-up is all about trying to be inclusive, remember? He'll get the fucking tip of my fucking winger picker included in his fucking anus. If he doesn't play ball, I've got a van full of diabolical meat round the back and the flies are starting to gather, like. Get your fucking man made up before my stroke flares up again. <laughs> And Ron stomps off back to his kitchen. 
I don't care much for his tone. Maybe Sir would like to consider the medley of swan neck stuffed with marinated shrews. It's been pre-cooked with decommissioned army lasers and then rested in Ron's armpits for 62 hours before being roasted in a quarry. Oh, quarry, quarry, quarry. Quarry cooked fucking swan. Oh, yes, fuck, come on now. Yes, I'm lathering myself up in my own spittle here. You've got a choice of either eating it or putting someone's windows in with it. No, I'll pass on that. Anything else? Well, there's peacock kidneys served on a bed of noodles that's made out of boiled ape hair. Oh, that sounds vile. They've been hand-rolled in pig sherbet. Pig sherbet? Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. That's got me popping. I'll alert Mr Craggs right away. Make sure you do, you flesh-pimping sorcerer. Have you got any Belinda wipes? I'm going to need a full box here. Certainly, you fucker. Mr Lewis, would you like me to deep-fry your toga so your St Bernard can suck on some of its areas when you get home? Oh, it's like you can read my fucking mind. And uh, where they went, you know. Um, Blimey. And I hope Mark enjoyed it. I left because of the stench, you know. But yeah. did you think that story were a bit like Ghostbusters, you know, because that had like four four blokes in it in an outdoor incident, you know what I uh, mean? Yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah, I'll see Yeah, Go on then. Rob Marlin says, I'm watching Vera with my grandma. How old am I? I'd say 26. I was going to say 42, but we'll, you know, like, does he not know how old he is? What I is think that? it's a guessing game. Really? He wants us to guess. My older brother used to make me play a guessing game, and it was a, it was a kind of bullying in a way. Psychological he, yeah, bullying, isn't it? Yeah, because he had a like a 180-degree protractor thing, Yeah, and he would say, what angle am I thinking, am I thinking of? <laughs> and I had to play. Did you ever get it right? Well, I think he'd maybe give us it once or twice. Yeah. I don't know. First album you ever bought? Me? Yeah. Uh... Might have been complete madness by madness. Really? Did, yeah. Not great. Not great, Andy. I really hate it. I bought my first album was Camp by Thrill, Steely Dan. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. How old were you? Actually, do you know that I've just slightly lied because I didn't buy it. It it's was not a slight lie, it's completely. No, I didn't buy it. It was it was a gift for me, a Christmas mm. present. I must have had one before then, but I can't remember what it was. Um, first single I bought was Atomic Rooster, Devil Woman. First single I, first single you bought with your own money or had bought for you? I bought that Atomic Rooster I bought with my own money. First one I bought with my own money was Chaz and Dave. Gotcha! Really? Yeah, in the remnant section in Saver Centre in Washington. It was down to about 79 pence. So Chaz and Dave and, uh, gotcha! and uh, Madness, did you have some sort of like Cockney thing going on? Did Massive you wear a pork Cockney pie? I used, to, I used to dress as a pearly king did you? when I was about seven. Yeah, Yeah, under the bed sheets. No, in public. In public? You'd yeah. stroll around Sunderland like a pearly fucking yeah, king? with me thumbs in the loops yeah. of the jacket and all that, yeah. And clicking your heels to Oh, like China! <laughs> that kind of thing. Ed Kisby says, Recently a number of cockatiels escaped from our aviary, attracting a large number of sparrowhawks to our area, causing strong local concern. How do you recommend we approach this situation? Evacuate, stroke, camouflage the cockatiels, or distract the sparrowhawks? He adds, To date... Two of the six birds have been consumed. Consumed by, by beasts? By the sparrowhawks. By the sparrowhawks? Yeah. They've well, had the cockatiels. I mean, a sparrowhawk's a lovely, beautiful bird of prey, a raptor. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see that battle to the death. It's, it's nature at play, really, isn't it? I nature mean, a seagull, a seagull caught a chihuahua recently. That's just nature. Fuck off. You're kidding me. Yeah. True story. You, you said caught it. Do you mean killed took, it or Took it off. It? Picked it up and went off with it. So moved it a few feet. Took it away. What, took, took it, it away to its house? To its den, yeah. I don't believe that. I didn't read the full story, but I think that's what happened. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, to get 30, to get 20 20, 20 to get 20 20, to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I had to drive up to Leeds the other day. Oh, me? did you? Yeah. To pick me son's stuff up from his digs, like, because he's... Well, moving. he just abandoned it, had he? Legged it? No, he was leaving. He's moving back down south. So could he not bring her back himself, then? In, like, a taxi or something, or on the train? Well, I suppose he could have, Bob. Perfectly happy to drive him up and drive him back. Oh, he was with you? Did you send you up? No, I went up with him. Oh, OK, that's all right, then. So, that's reasonable. <laughs> so it was a long long drive, so we stopped halfway at M&S mm-hmm. on the services, you know. Do you, do you like M&S being on the services? Uh, I don't often use it. It's, it's all right that it's there, but I don't often use it, to well, be honest. Not as a Greg's anyway. Oh, man, the queue at Greg's. Ridiculous, isn't it? Shit. Yeah. So, I mean, like, services was at Weatherby? Um, we're about half, halfway down. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't run the air one. So um, I was looking for a good car snack, yeah? Yeah. Which, for me, would have been a Greg's cheese and onion, but I want queuing. 50, 50 people in the queue, can't mm-hmm. be bothered with that. So I went into M&S looking for a good car snack, and it was a really hard choice. Do you know your M&S well? I'm not really... I'm not a regular consumer of M&S goods, but go on. Because I said to me boy when I got back in the car, I said, I couldn't decide between two things. Can you guess what they are? And he nailed it instant. But well, he, he knows you better than I do, doesn't yeah. he? He knows your ways and your habits. Well, it was a ch- I had to choose between a chicken quarter right. or a scotch egg. Okay. Um, I, I would did, have said mini scotch eggs would have been one of the things. No, it was pro- you have to buy two two proper scotch eggs. I'll tell you what, they're only a quid. It's not bad, That's is all it? right, yeah. Um, and so, on the road. Yeah, I decided to get both. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, what, why did I start telling you this? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, so when I got there anyway, I, I don't know if you'd be the same, but like, I didn't want to go inside, right? Because it's a shared house with other lads and it's going to be a state in it. Yeah. It's just something I didn't really... You didn't s- have your crime yeah. file uh, protective gear on. I just didn't want to see it, so I sat on the neighbour's wall waiting inside. It was a low wall. Nice, beautiful low brick wall yeah. with a cement header. Yeah. Beautiful. I uh, sat on the neighbour's wall while he packed his stuff up, and the bloke pulls up in his car, it was like being Yorkshire. All right, Bob, I thought it were you. Fucking hell, you're a short ass in real life, aren't you? <laughs> 
Isn't it weird? I said, like, oh, yeah, fair, yeah, you well, know, I mean, you're right. you are, to be fair. I mean, I laughed mainly, mainly of course, because it's true. Yeah. And I, t- I, asked, I told him I was picking my son up. He says, can I have a selfie? I don't find you very funny, but uh, I suppose I should have a photo. Just because. This is yeah. true. This is what people say. Yeah. You know, whatever. So I leant down to his window and he took his photo. Then he drove off shouting, oh, Ray, cack, 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 or something. <laughs> they do that as well, they? Yeah. <laughs> I go back, sit on my wall, a nice, fluffy black cat came up, said hello. Oh. And I remembered, Andy, I hadn't had my chicken quarter. Oh. So I got it out the car, started eating it on the wall, and the bloke comes out of the house asking what I was doing on the wall. I said, oh, I'm just waiting for my son. I'm picking him up from next door. And he suddenly, he grabbed me like by my collar, yeah? yeah. Pulled me backwards onto his front lawn. Yeah. Right? How dare you fucking... <laughs> How dare you eat fucking chicken on my wall? He's South African. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, yeah, mate, 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 it's not, it's not just any chicken, it's M&S chicken. You know, which was a pathetic thing to say, <laughs> wasn't it? I don't care about its fucking origin. Take your strides off and put your horse up towards my satellite dish. <laughs> well, Andy, he's about six foot. Six foot, he's got a tattoo on his arm that says no future or something. <laughs> so... Uh, I guess he's like pretty lost and capable of anything, so I do as I'm told. He said, Take that chicken quarter and feed it into your anus. Wing point first. So I spread my cheeks like with the one hand, you know, and I'm just about to start feeding the chicken quarter in when I hear a screech of brakes and and the man, the South African man, I could see his legs run off back into the house. Where it's the bloke who wanted the selfie. Oh, right, yeah. He'd come back because the photo was shit. So how lucky was that? Really I said, oh, lucky. thanks, mate. Did you, I said, did you see what he was making me do? He said, um, ah, fucking gangbangers. You got to fucking love them, though, eh? In it. <laughs> I said, hey, would you like this um, M&S chicken quarter as a thank you? He says, no, it's all right. I got a photo of it adjacent to your anus. That'll do me, son. <laughs> did you think that story is a bit like trading places, you know, with me on the street uh, eating food and yeah, like a, a beggar and much, that? Yeah, quite a lot like it, yeah. Thank yeah. you. And can I also point out that I knew immediately at the start of that story where it was going. Did you really? I did. As soon as you said you'd gone somewhere, I thought, yeah, I know where this is going. So that's South Africa. I've got some questions um, people have uh, asked about um, to, to some of our um, our c- clients regular on this characters. show, our regular yeah. clients. Mm-hmm. Um, first one is uh, for Jordan Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, someone's asked, "Do you prefer your new role playing further up the pitch?" Right. Up, up, and away, lads, like, you know, swim the channels, drum roll, forward roll, that bread roll behind me fridge, no ketchup for me, like, I'm bilateral. Someone's asked him what his favourite meal is. Onions with calamari, like a big chod of sausage, on half a chicken, youth development, innit? Free drain cleaning for geese, that's me main thread, like... <laughs> Someone's asked him what car he, he what car do you drive, Jordan? Steering wheel one with blue outside, crash, crash, run, pepper spray, got very cold. Me mate Ian can run faster than a bear. <laughs> so that's a nice nicely answered, Jordan. There's been insight to John Jordan Edison's life there. There's a question coming from Mark Lawrenson. Uh you've got a rabbit called Ngini. That's an unusual name for a rabbit, Mark. What's the story? 
And uh, Mark says, it's a Nigerian rescue rabbit. Barbara and I like to holiday in Abuja each summer where we also helped to run a hip hop festival. We found him at a shelter back in 2008. He was being bullied horribly and had half his ear bitten off by a monster. So there we go. That's All the right. story behind Nguyen. Oh, hold on. Some questions. Have you got more? There's another one from Mark. Uh, right. Mark, does anything make you truly happy? Mark says, uh, I get a fleeting glimpse of contentment every morning when I open my eyes and realise I'm still alive. But that soon passes when I think about the ordeal that lies ahead. That and warm custard. There we are. Questions for Steve McLaren. Mm-hmm. Um, dear Steve, what do you like so much about Casper? He's my best of ever friends and the most yummy, bubbly length of laughter and fun you could ever meet. When he does one of his little dances, (laughs) my heart could explode into a thousand soapy suds of pure joy. Someone asked, Steve, how do you maintain your hair island? I butter it with a pastry brush and cover it every night with a damp tea bag. Another one. What happened to the big lass you used to go out with? It's all fine now. She's stalking Steve Evans down in Gillingham. She has visitation rights for Casper, but she never turns up. I still have a pair of her leggings at home that me and Casper used to keep crows off the lettuce crop. So that's uh, thank you, Steve, for answering those I'd, questions. I'd like the fat lass to come back one day. Do you want her back next week? I'd like her to come back. Hey Andy, I was in you know Talk Sport, yeah, you know the radio course, station, yeah. and I, I was waiting uh, doing publicity for me uh, fishing book thing, and I was waiting in a room with an engineer, right, uh, next to a studio where the presenters were having a meeting, yeah. Uh, so we pressed record for a bit, right, and I've got uh, I got the tape here. There was Alan Brazil there, <laughs> Ray Parler, Jason Cundy, Dean yeah. Saunders, Mick M- McCarthy, and a producer. Okay. So the here it go. Here's the tape. <laughs> I press it. Click. So, uh, anyone got any ideas on how to bring some younger listeners in? Youngsters are bastards. That's Mick, of course. Oh, we don't need any youngsters on board. Most of them are tubes. It's all climate change and ban the bomb and women's lib. I can't be bothered with that. They never even stayed in Trust House 40 and enjoyed a wee bottle of Chateau Julian with a beef bone bignon. <laughs> was that anything like Alan? Yeah, yeah. it was him. Sorry. Bourbignon. Fancy bastard. Aye, they do say that. Yeah, but don't forget, Alan, the children of the future. If we don't look after them, then who will look after us? Says Ray. Aye, I'll be just fine, thank you, Ray. When my head explodes, hopefully... In the hospitality at Cheltenham Races, I don't want no kids running about screaming. Hospitality bastards! Dean Saunders. But let me ask you, Welsh. Welsh, yeah. Ooh, tricky. Could easily think oh, Tom oh, Jones. Me, wait, but let me ask you this, Alan. If your head only partially exploded, right, and your life could be saved with, say, the quick application of a bandage, right, would you refuse treatment just because the nurse was young... You wouldn't, would you? That's what I'm saying. Welsh bastard! Aye, it's not going to happen. It will not be partial. When my head blows, it's going to be carnage. <laughs> I've checked with Paddy Power. The odds of my head only partially exploding are 200 to 1. It's not going to happen. Jason Cundy. 
No, you're wrong, Alan. We need the kids to listen or the station has no future. Our core audience is old men and they don't spend nothing <laughs> other than on gambling. So when they ban the gambling adverts, we're all in big trouble. Jesse Condy's a bastard. Oh, that's yours away, you numpty. My head will have exploded well before that happens, so why should I give a single toss? Producer says, so have you got any ideas at all? Yeah, kill all bastards! <laughs> Let me ask you this, Mr... Oh, fucking Welsh. <laughs> oi, boy. Boy, do... boy, oi. Let me ask Show you this, boy-o. Mr. Producer. Say you ran a radio station, right... I've gone Cornish, haven't I? And say you wanted to attract a younger audience, right? Well, would you ask a panel of old men or would you ask a panel of young'uns? Answer me that. Uh, Young'uns, I suppose. I think we should abandon this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. But you give some of it a go, don't you? Yeah, it was worth a try. Worth a try. Would you like to hear Mark Lawrenson reading out this week's top 10 UK singles? Go on then, why not? Here we go. Are you genuinely um, the top 10 singles? Of course it is. Wow, I didn't even know there was such a thing. Off you go, Mark. Here we go with this week's top 10 singles. Number 10, Lil Nas X with Old Town Road. No, I never heard that one. Number 9, Wish You Well by Sigala and Becky Hill. Never heard that either. Number 8, Mist featuring Freddo with So High. So High? Hmm, no comment. Number 7, AJ Tracy with Ladbrook Grove. I bet Ladbrook Grove's got a few no-go areas. I think with London, you only go there if you have to, don't you? Number 6, Lewis Capaldi. Hold me while you wait. I think I'll pass on that offer. Thank you, Lewis. Number five, Billy Ellish with Bad Guy. Be nice to hear some songs about some good guys for a change. Like my son, he's a cracking young chap. Number four, Ed Sheeran, Chance and PNB Rock with Cross Me. Finally someone I've heard of. Number three, Ed Sheeran again with Justin Bieber and I Don't Care. I tell you what, lads, I'm struggling to care myself at the moment. Number two, Ed Sheeran again with Khalid and a song called Beautiful People. I suppose it's what people want. Number one, Sean Mendes and Camilla Cabello with Senorita. Never heard it. Not really bothered if I do. There you go. That's the top ten. I'm Mark Lawrenson. There you go. Enjoyed it. Thank you very much for having me, Andrew. And thank you, all you Parsnips um, subscribers. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.